Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on, give God a hand praise. Come on, give, you can do better than that. He is worthy to be praised in this house. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's just give God another hand praise. He's deserved the praise and the glory. The honor, amen. He's a good God. He's a God that's able, amen. You may have a seat, amen, but don't sit your praise and worship. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that God wants to empower his church today. He wants to empower his church today in a mighty way, amen. I just believe that this word is for today, for each and every one of us, amen, because there is an assignment over our lives, and, and I just believe that the church is dormant and the church is silent and the church is powerless in this end time season that we're living. And we have, um, we have done church as a routine and we have lost the essence and, and the mission and the calling and the purpose on what the assignment that was left behind by Jesus and the disciples for us to activate in such a time that we're living. And I believe that the enemy is roaming free because the church has no power. But I believe that God is raising a, a church, amen, and, and not just this church, but church that, that, that knows the, the authority that they have and the calling that they have upon their life and know the assignment that they each and every one carries, amen, that they need, that they need to execute for the glory of God. And I just believe that God is raising up a, a nation, a, a people, amen, that are baptized and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Are there anyone like that in this place today that can know and can certify and say, I am baptized and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I, I, I just titled this message, Disturbing Your City. It is time that we let the enemy know principality and powers in heavenly places and in our city know that there is a church that know how to fast that there is a church that are living holy that is a church there is a church that know that they carry purpose and authority there are young people here know that they are called by God to change demonic uh, strongholds and deliver people that are in captivity and deliver people from strongholds and yokes I believe that the church nowadays needs to rise up and go out of the four walls and let the nation know and the people know that that God is not dead, that God is alive, amen, that he dwells in us, in us, and that we have the authority to call Satan out of situations. Come on, somebody. See, Jesus left us a blueprint of what, should we, what we should be doing here on earth. It is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is the time, and I believe that this is the moment that the church has to rise up. There's no better moment than now. To let the people that don't have Jesus, that are in bondage and in yokes and in demonic oppression know that there is freedom in Christ Jesus. There is a, there is, there is a way out of the dilemma. There is healing in Jesus. That they don't have to really just run to the doctors. But there is power in the church of God. That, we, that God can use us for his glory. I believe that Jesus, amen, anything that was out of order, Jesus will come and flip tables. Come on, somebody. We just say Jesus is love, but Jesus was a Jesus that will come and whatever was out of order, he will flip some tables and let them know this is not the way. Come on, somebody. Can I get a witness here today? Flipping it upside down. Anything that was out of order from the will of the Father. He was disturbing what we call now the norm. 
He was bringing disturbance to what we call it's okay and it's normal. We are finding it in our workplace. We are finding it in our homes. We are finding it in our city, in our government. Things that are not being pushed and we need to accept it and we need to say it's normal. It's okay. No. The Bible says, thus says the law. It's not normal. Thus says the law. It's wicked. Thus says the law that we got to rebuke it and we got to cast it out. We have the authority to stand on the word of God and say, not in my house and not in my, am I preaching to somebody in this place? Not in my city. Not in my children. No, they're not going to operate in, with such spirit in demonic strongholds. We cannot allow the enemy to just walk into our homes and do whatever he wants with our children. When we send them to school, when we give them access to the iPad, they can't just influence them. And we have no power and we have no authority to call things that are bad, things that are evil, as what they are. Now we have a church and we have parents that are afraid of this. And God is challenging today to stand on the word. Stand with the authority and call what is wrong, wrong. And what is right, right. Come on, somebody. The Bible, we are dealing with strong and, and demonic strongholds and powers. This is not a game. Church is not just to come in church and give tidings and worship the Lord. No, this is a constant battle. 24-7, the enemy knows your life, knows your purpose, knows your calling, and he wants to paralyze it. He wants to bring confusion over your life. He wants to deter you from your, from your purpose and your calling. And we are in such an end time season that it's no time to waste. There's no time to, to waste with, with stupidity and things that are not godly and, and let the enemy just roam freely. It's time to wake up and call it out and say, not in my church, not in my city, not in my house, not with my, the next generation all this generation can I get an amen in this house Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities say with me principalities come on are we here today against powers against rulers of darkness rulers of darkness are you understanding what it says this is what we deal with daily against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so my question is, how did Jesus deal with all of these spirits? How did Jesus deal with all these demonic strongholds and this evilness roaming free? The Bible says that Jesus walks into the synagogue and there was a, a man possessed by a spirit. And it says, an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice when Jesus showed up. How many know that the spirit that is in Jesus, that rose Jesus from the dead, dwells in us? In us? How many know that the Bible says that greater we shall do each and every one of us? Amen. Everybody here is important. Everybody has carries a, a mission, a call, amen, a purpose. And God has given you authority to stand in the gap. Amen. So it, it, the Jesus, when he showed up, this unclean spirit, this unclean demon, cried out in loud voice, let us alone. Look at the word he used, let us. It said there was one, one unclean demon, but he says, let us. What business do we, now he uses the word we, have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? It says one demon, but he says now us, we. Come on, you follow me right here. He says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. 
Oh, I need some believers. When the enemy speaks, you say, be quiet and get out of here. Come on, somebody. Be quiet. Who are you? You don't have no authority to speak over my children. You have no authority to speak over my job. You have no authority over my next generation. Come on. Be quiet. Oh, I need some believers here today to say, be quiet, Satan. You're making too much noise. You're distracting my family. You're distracting my kids. Be quiet. Because Jesus has power over darkness. In James chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus says, You believe that there is, one, there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and tremble. My, my, my. It blows my mind that demons can believe what Jesus is, but the church can't. It's crazy that demons tremble, but the church doesn't tremble. At the sight and at the presence of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Can anybody be tangible in the presence of the Holy Spirit here today? He says, we, us. You know why he says us? Even though it called it out as one demon, he says us because the demonic strongholds and Satan himself and that kingdom is not divided. So although he was one, he knew that he had backup. And he said, us, we. How can demons say we and us and the church can't? Come on, somebody. How can I stand against evilness and weakness and do it alone? Where's the church? Oh, the Bible said that if, if, if the demonic stronghold and kingdoms are not divided, how can the church be divided? I need a church that's united. I need a church that came together to fight this battle against demonic oppression in our city, against the youth in the city. Come on. I need somebody to stand with me and say, no, if Satan can unite, the church has to unite. The church has more power over demonic strongholds in our city in the next generation and generations to come. But check this out. Where was this? This blew my mind. Where was this unclean spirit? Where was this dem demon sitting? In the synagogue. This demon was sitting in the synagogue while they were teaching the Hebrew. While they were teaching and, and speaking the Hebrew teachings. And testifying. The demon wasn't even shook. Wasn't even moved. Was, was free. Roman free. There are churches that these demons are roaming free. You know, Satan can come in here, but he got to go. People with demonic stronghold comes in here, but they got to leave free. Come on. They got to leave with no change, no bondages. Amen. They can come into the church, but they can't operate in the church. If demons are free and roaming free, that means the church has no power. But I come to tell you, this church is going to operate fasting and prayer and with the power and the authority of the heavenly God that we serve. Hallelujah. Because we want people healed. We want people delivered. We want people saved. We want people transformed by the power of God. The church at that time was very powerless. In Matthew 8, 28, we find Jesus. I'm, I'm, running, I want, I'm teaching you and showing you how Jesus operated. And if Jesus operated that way, we need to operate that way. Because he's our example. So we say, what do we do with these demonic strongholds and these things? We'll do what Jesus says. Do what Jesus did. Immediately when he identified something, he cast it out. He called it what it was. He called it by name. He said, get out. He freed people. You got to free your family members. You got to free your loved ones. You got to free your children from things that are not ungodly. Come on. I need you to operate with discernment and with the spirit and authority. The minute you step into a place, you got to bring change. You got to bring the light in darkness. You got to bring hope where there's no hope. You got to bring healing where there's no healing. You got to bring, hey, freedom where there's no freedom. So Jesus restored 
two demon possessed men come out of the grave in, in Matthew 20, chapter 8, 28, 34. I want to read it for you. And then when Jesus arrived, say when Jesus arrived. When he arrived, things changes. He disturbs things. He disturbed what we call normal. Come on, somebody. When Jesus arrived at the other side of the region, two demon-possessed men coming from the tomb met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What, the, what do you want with us? They said, son of God. They identified Jesus for who he was. Son of God, what do, what do you want with us? And Jesus immediately cast them out and sends them to the pigs, to the herd. And look what happened. This is where I want to focus with you. This is where I want to teach you. And then the whole town went out to meet Jesus and when they saw him they pleaded with him to leave their region they care more about the money because when Jesus cast out those demons from those people amen and disrupted their business they said we want him out hallelujah because now we can't make the money that we were making see the system is created to enslave us to have you enslaved for the things of the world because powerful people are making money off of your captivity over your over your state they are capitalizing on the demonic stronghold over your life come on somebody hallelujah they are profiting from your disobedience oh come on somebody they care more hallelujah they didn't care that jesus set them free they were worried more about what they were making off of the people enslaved i come to tell you we want to save people from this region we want to save people and deliver people from drug addiction in port st lucy we want to deliver people from stronghold from sex trafficking in port st lucy come on who am i preaching to in this they didn't want to they didn't want to see them free the world doesn't want us to be free we see that both of these stories, demons identify Jesus for who he was. I say, if we can see what demons see, and what I will pray, God, show us what demons see, and angels see. And I believe if we were to able to see what they see, our life would be different. We would live a different life. How can demons see the power of God and know who he is and identify him and call him for who he is and the church can't call him for who he is? Come on, somebody. How can the demons tremble and know who we serve and we don't know who we serve? Come on, we time to wake up, church, and rise up and know who your God is. When you're just not anybody. You're a child of God, a child predestined with glory. Demons know who God is and they tremble knowing that judgment is near. Oh, Lord, let us see your glory. And it takes me to Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Go there with me. Also, we see the, the story of Peter and John when they go to the temple. Here we go again to the church. They go to the temple, and there they're resting the, the man that's lame. And, and, and there is a prayer service. How many know that there is power in prayer? And when you pray, God uses us in miracles and wonders and, 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 and word of wisdom. And here, they are taking to the church a man that's lame and leaving him right at the door of the gate. Hallelujah, because at that time, people didn't understand the power that they carried. They didn't understand that Jesus, they, they loved them and gave them authority. And they would leave this man every day in the same condition, in the same state. Hallelujah, and there was no power. And you have people walking in and out of the church and not delivering this man. But unto John, unto Peter and John came. 
came and said, I don't have money. I don't have resources of this world, but I do know what I carry. I have no money, but I have the power of Jesus over my life. Get up, rise up and walk. I don't care you don't have education. I don't care you don't have any money, but if you have the presence of God over your life, that's all you need to bring change in your city, to bring change in your school. Rise up in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in John 14, 12, Jesus said this, Verily, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have done, I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than this. What does that mean? How can we just sit here and not exercise this authority, not exercise these gifts that we carry? And it takes me to Acts chapter 16, 16, 20. We see Paul inside this. As we, it says that as, as we were going to the place of prayer, here we go, to the place of prayer, we, we were met by a slave girl. Say with me, slave girl, who had a spirit, a spirit of divination. Say with me, a spirit of divination. And brought her owners much gain. She, she made fortune telling. She made money to, to, to her, the power, the people that had power over her life. She followed Paul. It says she followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servant of the most high God who proclaimed to you the way of salvation. This is the message she was coming out of her mouth. This is a lady, this is a young girl that's enslaved by demonic oppression, by demonic spirit. Here she's confessing and she's saying that these men are coming from the most high God and they're coming to bring salvation to our region. That's a beautiful message, right? This is like saying, hey, T.D. Jakes has arrived with a powerful message. That's truth spoken. But I come to tell you, just because the enemy spoke truth over your, over your life doesn't mean it came from God. Just because you got some truth from some prophet doesn't mean God is using them. Come on, somebody. So she, she spoke some truth. And, 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 and while she was speaking this truth, she kept doing it and kept doing it and speaking the same thing. Until one day, Paul got annoyed by her saying this truth and cast out that spirit. My question is, the Bible said that for many days she said this and Paul did not address the issue. If you notice what I was reading, Jesus cast it out immediately. Cast out things immediately. It's time for us to call things what it is right away. If we let it resonate, if we let it sit, it can get stronger and bigger and, and it will create a bigger problem over our life. If you can identify where the enemy is attacking you, you need to close that door immediately. Come on, somebody. Right away. But as I was reading, I noticed that Paul probably thought about it and said, if I call this thing out I will become instantly a target oh I come to tell you if you're not a target that means you're not a threat to the enemy I said if you're not a target and people are not talking about you and people and you're not a threat to the enemy's camp you're not a threat to the demonic, demonic oppression then something is not right the minute you the enemy knows that you can speak truth the enemy knows the power behind your truth the enemy knows that you're anointed and he is scared every day you wake up the enemy is scared for somebody that can stand for unrighteousness for somebody that can stand for truth for somebody that's holy for Paul knew that the minute he caused that thing out, and that's why he waited, he probably was waiting, maybe it will go away. Maybe it, it, it won't stay there, but Paul also knew that this message was diluted. This message of this lady, although it sounded true, truthful, and it looked like it was truth, she was just saying, they come 
from, they come and send from the high God. Which high God? She was uh, operating by, from a pagan God. So it was a mixed message. It was a message with truth blended with lies and demonic things. I don't know who spoke truth over you, but what's the agenda behind that truth? Come on, somebody. So Paul understood, if I leave this going, people might mix my purpose here and think that I'm coming with demonic oppression and, and through wickedness. I'm coming from God, not from wickedness. I got to cast this demon out right now in the name of Jesus. This doesn't matter what's going to come behind it. I know I'm going to be a target. I know I'm going to prison before. I know people are going to leave my side, but I got to call it out. I got to say, you got to leave, not in my city. Come on, somebody. And when, they, when he called it out and he frustrated the plans of the enemy, look what it says, verse 20. Verse 19. And when her owners saw that their, their hope of gain was gone. Come on, somebody. When the owners of this lady and slave saw that they cannot manipulate her anymore, they can't pimp her anymore. They can't use her anymore. They can't abuse her anymore. They can't get money out of her anymore, out of, out of her state, uh, out of her condition, out of her mistake. Amen. They got angry. Hallelujah. People don't want to see you free. People don't want to see you deliver. They prefer you to see you in bondage because they can control you. They can manipulate you. They can abuse you. They can do whatever they want with you. They can use you as a puppet. But I come to tell you that the blood of Jesus can set you free today. Have the blood of Jesus want to set you free because we're not in slave from the world anymore we've been set free is anybody free in this house today and they dragged them and they and they gained and it says and poor in silence and they dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers verse 20 says and when they had brought them to the magistrate which is the judge they said these men are jews and they are disturbing our city come on somebody I'm looking for young people in this generation and believers that can disturb the city. That when they see, hallelujah, abortion clinic, they can stand and say, no more abortion clinic in my city. Not in my city. Come on, somebody. When they see drug dealers operating around your children, not in my city. I need some believer that can stand in the gap and say, I'm going to disturb the plans of the enemy. Or I might be alone, but behind me is the Father, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Not in my city. But I come to tell you that I noticed that, that, that silence was put in prison together with Paul. And it was Paul who cast out that demon. But silence was taken into prison as well. Both Paul and Silas went to prison because of that. And they both got beaten down and they got whipped. You know what? When your pastor stand in the gap for truth, you better be a leader that can stand with me. Knowing you're going to become a target also. Even though you didn't say one word, I need somebody that can back up the scripture. Back up the word. Back up what God said. Come on, somebody. No more manipulation. No more lies. We are free in Jesus. Free in Jesus. See, see, they, they instead of celebrating that, that the gospel came and set this woman free from her condition and from being a slave, they were more concerned with the money that they will make it, they will have freedom. That's the way the system is set up. The system is set up and it's broken for you to be incarcerated, although you made one mistake, and not for you to be rehabilitated by the blood of Jesus. They want to see you back in prison. What you see here is all these companies are being profitable because they want, because of the prison system. Come on, somebody. 
All of them have, have prophets and, and want people to be in jail and incarcerated. This is what the Lord put in my spirit. And I start studying this. They want you to be in there because they can have you doing labor. It's like the modern day slavery. They wanted you to do labor, but they don't want you to be rehabilitated and be free. They want you to make a mistake, go out. There's no system. There's nothing in place to help you grow and go right back into the system. They want you to go back to jail because they, they, you're going to make license plates. You're going to be doing registration for American Airlines. Come on, somebody. You're going to be doing all these clothes for these companies at 30 cents. They want to see young people in juvenile detention. They don't want you to be set free. Hallelujah. We, how many know Justin? Justin came out of prison. PJ came out of prison. Eric came out of prison. Kylo came out of prison. And guess what? They're not going to be recycled into prison because somebody stood up. Somebody came with the truth. Somebody came with the lie. Oh, you're not going to use us. You're not going to abuse us. There is not in my city, not in this nation. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to say glory. Hallelujah. Because the light of Jesus came. You know, the enemy will fabricate lies. The enemy will blend things. And that's what the Bible says that we got to discern the spirit and test the spirits to know what is, what is of God. Because truth and lie will come together. And many of us that are weak spiritually will, will just fall into that trap. Because we, we say, wow, they, they just said something that, 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 that no one knew. Well, the spirit of divination is operating. Witchcraft is operating. People search Google YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you at. They search your story and they tell you, thus says the Lord. God, he said it. They did the homework. Come on, somebody. Come on, and we fought in a trap of false doctrine, manipulation, control. I come to tell you, we need to open up our eyes and say, not in my church, not with my children, not in my, I can become a target. That's okay, but I'm going to call it out for what it is. Test the spirit. In Exodus chapter 7, 8, 13, we see how Moses with the, with the staff, and, he, and the Lord said, throw it in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a snake. And Moses threw it, and it became a snake. And Pharaoh was shot. But Pharaoh came and said to his wizards, <laughs> and he said, go and, 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 and mimic what the Lord just did. And they threw their staff. And they also converted into a snake. Come on, somebody. I come to tell you that whatever is spiritual, the enemy also has what, what, what the spiritual gift, the enemy also will, will counterfeit it. Come on, the enemy will counterfeit a spiritual gift to make it look like it's God. You got to be on fire. You got to be prayed up to discern what is God and what is not God. Come on, somebody. Satan has a counterfeit gift for every true gift of the spirit. We got, we got to call it out. We got to call it out for what it is. I come to tell the church that, 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 that the, everything, everything that's, that's unholy, God is holy. And God has a counterattack. And God is looking for people that can stand in truth. God is looking for people that can come against, hallelujah, pornography. That can come against, hallelujah, drug addiction. That can come against things that are not godly, that is hurting the church and hurting our city. You know, it takes me to when you stand for the truth. You're going to be persecuted. When you stand for righteousness, the enemy's going to attack you even more. You will become a target. 
And it, it, and it took me to Pastor Choco. You know, every, a lot of people don't know. Pastor Choco is one of the, uh, uh, he was in Time Magazine as one of the amazing pastors in Chicago. And, and God was is using him in a mighty way. And he was almost, be, he almost became mayor. He was one time running for mayor of Chicago. Because of all the clinics that he was doing and taking people out of drug addiction and, and, and sex trafficking, uh, youth from sex trafficking, all these things that he was doing in the city and, and helping. And everybody loved him until a news media asked him one question. What is your stand on the LGBT community? And as soon as he, 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 he spoke what the word of God says on that, he lost the election. Come on, somebody. The enemy doesn't want to see the church grow. The enemy doesn't want the agenda of the kingdom to flourish. But I come to tell you, although the, we the weapons of the enemy won't have power over the predestined destiny of God, over the city and over your home, and what God said will come to pass, and no one can stop it. Well, there are many corrupt people exploring this nation and this city, and we need to stand against it. It's time to say no more racism in our city. It's time for us to speak out against racism. Come on, somebody. I know you're going to be persecuted for this, but it's time to call. It's time to, uh, it's time to put out of business the hospital and have miracles and, and healing happening in the church. Come on. Hallelujah. No more high bills. No more medical bills. We are free by the power of God. We are delivered. We are healed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's time to disturb what we now call norm and say no more thus says the Lord you see Jesus says that, that our lamp shouldn't be underneath the table and there are many they are shining their light but underneath the table and he says your lamp shouldn't be underneath the table and when I was reading that it, it, it ministered to me as if uh, the lamp under the table is our inner circle we're shining for our family members, for our close friends, for the people we, we feel close to. That has to get close to under the table to know that you have a light. And Jesus says your light shouldn't be down there. Your light should be on top of the table so everybody can see it, for the world to see it, for the, to make people uncomfortable, to penetrate darkness and let them know that we are light in the midst of darkness, that we are different, that we are called with purpose, that we are called hallelujah, with destiny, that we have power and authority over darkness. See, I believe that, you know, the prison system is not going to recycle. And I don't even know why I'm talking about the prison system. But it's the same thing as the yokes and, 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 the, and the chains that the enemy puts on us. It's a prison. And it continues to recycle us. We make the same mistakes over and over. When are we going to change? When are we going to stand on truth? When are we going to say no more to that? There are people here that came out of that system. You know, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, the prisoners that cannot recycle anymore uh, uh, Justin. Come on, somebody. Justin was in there, but they're not going to use him and abuse him anymore. Hallelujah. PJ was in there one time, but he came out, and he's a leader and a deacon here. Come on, somebody. Carlos came out of prison, but he's no longer going back to prison. He's been transformed, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Eric was one day there, but God transformed him. Amen. I come to tell you, not in our city we are predestined we are called to bring change in the city to bring change in people's lives to transform hallelujah people and deliver them from wickedness deliver them from strongholds 
It's time to shine the light and set people free. It's time to rise up. It's time to believe. It's time to disturb. And I come to tell you, I need you to stand with me right now. It's time to disturb the city with the gospel of truth. It's time to serve some immediate eviction notice on things that we know we got to do. Can't play around no more. Can't play with fire, you will get burned. Hallelujah. We will. I, I, I said this in the Spanish service. It's impossible for a believer that when they get to heaven, the only thing written in the, in the book of life is that you came to church. That's not our purpose, just to come to church. Our purpose is to disturb what's unholy, what's ungodly, what's not the, the will of the Father anywhere we go. Our job is to make wickedness principalities, demonic stronghold feel uncomfortable when we arrive. How many believe that's happening in a dark place? Although you, although you work with, with integrity and humility but just your presence alone have people agitated. Demonic strongholds are trembling because they know you have light. They know what you carry. Amen. And they can't mess with you. Come on somebody. It's time to know our purpose. There's no way that this church is going to operate without the power of God. Without the delirious power of a God. Without purpose. Not speaking the truth. Because it's going to cost us. People might leave. People don't like to hear the truth. Most of the time the people that don't want to hear the truth is because they're manipulating something else. And they want to keep you bind. And in bondage. My question to you, who will stand with me? And say, I'm no longer going to sit in the back of the bus although no one is claiming to go to the front this woman said it's wrong it's unjust and if I have to die for this like Jesus did amen Jesus said himself if you want to follow me get ready to look good on wood you gonna follow me get ready for the wood come on somebody you will be persecuted but you, if I overcame the world, you shall overcome the world. Come on, somebody. But we got to stand on truth. Who has the courage to stand in this church? With the power of the Holy Spirit, who has the courage to see with the spiritual eye what's happening in this nation, what's happening in our city, what's happening with the young people? Who has the courage to stand and say, not in my city, not in my home, not with my family. I've come too far to just let the enemy come in and just do whatever he wants. I'm going to disturb and frustrate the plans of the enemy. Who has the courage to stand with the power of the Holy Spirit? Who can say with me, sex trafficking, not in my city. I can, can I hear you? Sex trafficking, not in my city. Racism, not in my city. Witchcraft, not in my city. Santeria, not in my city. Spirit of manipulation, not in my spirit. Hallelujah, spirit of divination, not in my spirit. Not in my city. Abortion clinic, not in my city. 
corrupt police brutality, not in my city. Hate, hatred, not in my city. Weakness, fear, not in my church. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, sound mind, and authority. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. You got it. You got it. You got it. Somebody shout, not in my city. I am the light. I am a light in my city. I am a light in my city. Hallelujah. Church, and I said this in the Spanish church, stop asking for for a prophetic word. Give me a prophetic word. Where are the prophets? Instead, ask God to give you the spirit of prayer so you can hear God's voice directly. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I prefer coming from God than from man. Come on, somebody. I prefer coming. God, reveal me your plan. God, speak to me in my secret place. The Lord, speak to me. How many know that God can speak to you if we, we seek him in spirit and in truth? Amen. If we humble ourselves, if we cry out, he shall hear us. Instead, ask God for the spirit of prayer so you can be able to hear his voice. Jeremiah 23, 6 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you, filling you with hope. They, seek, they speak visions of their own mind, not from the mouth of God. My question to you today, and I close with this, are you a target? you're not that means you're not a threat to the enemy and God needs you to put on the armor God is looking for some warriors God is looking for some people that are willing to take the heat but know that God will deliver them from all I need people to stand are you willing to go to are you willing to stand like silence with me although you didn't say nothing although you didn't cast out the demon Are you willing to stand on truth? Close your eyes with me today. I preach this word because I need the church to to exercise their authority. You are the church. You are a leader in your community, in your workplace, in your home. You are light. When light comes in, it disturbs and reveal what's wrong and reveal the hidden things exposes things you might lose some friends you might lose some followers but that's okay that's okay God has your back God will give you the victory he will honor you he will bless you he will empower you I'm telling you this I don't want to show up in heaven And all the Lord can say about me is that I came to church. I want to change the world with the sound of my mouth, with the sound of my voice, with the word of God, with humility, but understanding of the authority that I carry. We can't let the enemy roam free in our city. We need to impact outside of the four walls let the world know that God is not dead he's still alive 
Father God, I bless the church today. And I pray that we rise up. I pray that we call wickedness for what it is. Hate for what it is. Sin for what it is, God. And we can restore this nation, restore our people, restore the church. Give us the, the, the understanding, give us the wisdom, Lord. Prepare us, God, for the battle that's to come. That we can stay standing when we fight for truth. Father God, if there's someone here that wants to re, re, renew their, 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 to the Lord, they want to renew themselves with God, they want to make a new covenant with the Lord, or want to give their life to Jesus, Father God, I ask them to say this prayer with me right now, right where you are, if you're watching online, if you're here today, just repeat this with me. If you want God to release you to set you free and you've been in bondage and, you, and you've been enslaved by someone or, or by wickedness and, and by any other spirit, I ask God to deliver you today and set you free. Father God, repeat this with me. Father God, Jesus, I know you died for me on the cross of Calvary and that you resurrected on the third day. I know that, that you're here for me today, God. Forgive me of all my sins. I repent, Lord. Write my name in the book of life, Jesus. And my name may never be erased from that book, Lord. Help me serve you. Help me live for you. Change my life, God. Wash me with your blood, Jesus. I am here. Make me whole. Make me new, Jesus. If you have said this prayer, welcome to the church. Welcome to the body of Christ. We receive you. And we ask God to continue to set you free and deliver you and supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, church. Be empowered. How many were blessed tonight? Come on. How many are ready to do battle? How many have the tools necessary to do battle? Amen. Don't let the enemy take advantage of, the, of you, of your home, or church. God bless you, Elliot.